Hey, Domestic Dawn, Josh Landers in the dungeon yet again. Uh, we're going to start today with a very light topic, I believe. Let's see where it goes. Uh, about detox, detoxing, detoxifying your body from booze. And um, that's what I'm trying to do, attempting to do, and I have been doing over the last five days, is getting away from drinking. Um, it's not an easy feat. It's not an easy task. And if anybody has any of my five listeners out there, if you have addictive personalities, if you have anything in your life that that calls to you that you know is bad for your body and your mind, uh, either your mental status status or your physical status or both, uh, which usually that's what comes with drugs and alcohol uh, or any other vice that you may have, even even caffeine possibly. But that's what I've been going through. And I'm going to detail the reality of it. I'm not going to uh, hopefully cut any fucking corners and, and be this uh, sort of foodie blogger who is, doesn't cut to the goddamn chase. And I'm also writing uh, an accompanying essay about it right now, which will probably be a little darker, uh, um, a little deeper into uh, the mind of an addict. Uh, and I don't think I'm ever going to be that full-blown addict that's going to reach for something other than a beer. And an occasional whiskey here and there. Ah, fuck it. Maybe a, a vodka tonic. Maybe some gin. But I'm mostly a beer guy. And those of you who know me, like I said, my five listeners, you know I've always been, for uh, most of my life, my adult life, a, a drinker. I always have a beer in my hand at any sort of event, social or not. Um, but lately, over the last couple of months, maybe even the last couple of years, honestly, uh, I've just been hitting it a little too hard. And now it's time for a dry out. It's time for a little dry out. Um, I'm at five days right now, and uh, I'm going for at least 10. So I'm going through Christmas, and that was my goal on Monday. And I just kind of I hit a, I hit a wall on Monday. I was sitting there drinking a beer for no other reason than feeling like shit from the night before. Um, the, the beers that I had on Sunday and the accumulation from Saturday and last Friday and third. So I was accumulating way too much barley and hops in my gut. Uh, and my fucking rumen was just off. And what, what happens when your gut's off, I think it just, it's all connected. Everything's fucking connected. So guru Josh is telling you that it, it goes to your brain and I was just getting a little down, uh, um, I, was, I wasn't my usual dapper self. I'm, I'm always a, a very positive guy, as most of you know, um, uh, and I, I, but I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I have issues. I have anxiety issues already. Uh, I have uh, depressive qualities already um, that have been kind of uh, really popped up over the last 10 to 12 years or so, which I'll probably get into de detail about a little bit, it, but it'll be light, hopefully. I got my pretentious notebook here, uh, and I've been taking notes over the last five days of, of the reality, reality, like I said, of trying to detox your body, of just of inundating it with too much uh, liquor. And it, it goes straight to the brain, um, and, but, but then the body follows, if that makes sense. That sounds too fucking guru. That sounds like the dipshits on Facebook and, and Instagram that I usually make fun of. Um, so I have my pretentious notebook here, and it's fucking covered in orange Fanta. And I will probably maybe get to this later, but we'll see how long this fucking takes. It's covered in orange Fanta, and I'm trying to dry it out like I'm drying out my fucking li liver and kidneys. 
Um, but I was door dashing. I was doing my dirt bag door dash delivery because uh, that's what I am. And it was a good day. It's a Saturday. I'm doing this a little bit late because, like I said, I'm trying to get my body in, in, in line and my mind in line over the last couple of days. And I, I've just felt like shit. So on Wednesday, I tried to do a podcast. wasn't coming out. Thursday, trying to do it. Didn't feel good. Last night, I was just too tired. The fatigue is, is it wears on you. Um, but I was delivering today, and I made about 150 bucks in three hours. So it was a good day so far uh, just to get some Christmas money and to have some money in the bank for hopefully take a day off or here and there while my kids and my wife are on a two-week break. Which, let's face it, it's been a fucking break for nine months now. They've been home for nine fucking months. So it's no different. It doesn't feel like a break. But it feels like they don't have to go to school. So I'd like to be home, go hiking, biking, shit like that. All right? So I'm trying to get a little bit of a backload of money going on. So I was taking my last delivery of the day. I wanted to get it up to 160 bucks in about three and a half hours. So I was at McDonald's waiting around for an order for some fat fuckers to get double quarter pounder with cheese combos. And I get my drinks, and it takes a while for the fucking food, like usual. Why is it always McDonald's? Why is it always fucking McDonald's? Last week, I was telling you about the goddamn Mercedes hit woman. That, uh, that was McDonald's. This is another fucking McDonald's. It's a, it's a disease of America. It's a disease of diabetes and obesity, which I probably have one or the other. I'm not obese, but I might have pre-diabetes, which I'll get to here in a little bit. But it's another fucking McDonald's. Jesus, I just... I just realize that but i had the drink i had they gave me a little uh, a holder for the four drinks and in them were three orange fantas which i didn't even know they fucking made anymore and a coke i believe or something brown dr pepper i don't know what it was i think it was a coke so i have them in the, those cardboard uh, containers i brought those out to my truck first then i get the meals and i put those on the on my seat as well and if you don't know anything about mcdonald's they wrap all their bags up for doordash uh uh a delivery. So the dirt bags who are delivering them as myself, such as myself, can't probably steal a fry, can't open it, can't steal any of the product, which I understand. That makes sense to me. So it's not our fault, which I kind of like. If, if the order's wrong, it's all on fucking Mickey D's. It's all on McDonald's. So I have my drinks. I'm driving. And this fucking white-haired cunt who was in line in front of me, door dashing as well, uh, probably maybe 22 years old, 23. Can't tell with the fucking masks, but you can tell in the eyes. It's all about the eyes, and my eyes were fucking ruined. Um, but her eyes were bright, uh, uh, brighter than mine. But she had that, that, that hair that you dye, that some women do, that is just shock blonde, that it's white. And I don't understand why they do that. It doesn't look good. She looks like a fucking evil witch. And even more so with the with the uh, mask over her face, over her pasty fucking vampire blue veins running the course of her temples. Um, but she gets her order first and she takes off. And how do I know it's here, her? Because I'm behind her when I get my order and I could see just that glowing, whoa, that fucking glowing web and that glowing, uh, uh, what's the fucking shit angels wear? Um, an orb? Uh, a fucking halo, a goddamn halo of whiteness just uh, above the, the driver's seat. And I'm behind her, and she fucking takes forever to take a left on this road. And mind you, it's a busy thoroughfare, it's a busy road, but she's taking forever to take a fucking left. She wants it to be as clear as a fucking Nazi-occupied street in Poland in the 19, uh, late 1930s. She's waiting for the fucking Gestapo to sweep out the entire ghetto that the Nazis have set up. That's what the street needs to look like for this fucking asshole this bitch, this fucking cunt, to, to take a left. So she finally does, and I'm already frustrated. I'm tired after, you know, if you guys don't have never delivered, it's tiring. 
I know that sounds like a fucking cop-out and it, it, a bunch of losers deliver. I got that. I'm one of them. But delivering and driving is tiring. It's a mental fucking scape that you have to, uh, uh, that you have to deal with constantly. You're on edge all the time. Your, your mind is going left, right, up, down, all around. You have to be fucking uh, a mindful driver. At least I am. I'm overly cautious. But I drive fast. I drive aggressively because I'm trying to get to where I'm going. And other people are just unaware. And this is the massive time for unawareness. And I know I'm getting away from my detox, which I know all of you want to hear about. But this is the time, this is the pinnacle of unawareness in this fucking country is Christmas time. I don't care what you say. This is the worst time of the year. And I actually like Christmas to a certain extent. Not all the gifts, not all the want, want, want. Not I need to get this gift and that gift. And luckily I am with a person, uh, a spouse who doesn't need a lot of stuff. That is fantastic. But there's other people out there who constantly, oh, I don't care if you give a shit it's a pandemic. I don't care if you're not making as much money. I don't care that you lost your job or you don't have a job anymore. I want this. I want that. And I'm sure those people raise children to be like that as well. Am I right? Yes. Fully right. I know I'm right. Um, but it's just a full unaware. Maybe it's a society of unaware people, but this time is when people, I think, just check out. They fully check out of what they're doing. They fully check out of, of anyone else around them, and they're only existing in their own minds or the people within their own bubble. That's it. Not COVID bubble, just whoever is in there with that's the only thing that matters in the world. And everybody else around them doesn't care. And we're going down the streets at 30, 40, 50, 80 miles an hour in a fucking box in a box that can crumple and kill you in a moment's notice. And this bitch finally takes a left. And I'm following her, and I could tell she's looking at her phone. I look at my phone, too, for directions. I glance at it because I'm smart, and I know directions. I know maps well. I know the roads now. I've done a lot of deliveries over the last couple of months. I know where I'm going to a certain extent. Do I know the exact road? No, but I know I'm going to take a right here. I, I, I foreshadow. I analyze, I critically think about what I'm going to be doing next. This moron did not, and I'm behind her. And I know she's gonna take forever to either get on the road and figure out where she's going. So she gets in the right-hand lane, in the in lane, in the slow lane, there's a red light. I sneak over and I'm a little bit behind her because there are some cars coming on the main thoroughfare. I eventually take a left and I'm now behind her, but I see I'm going to the right. She's in the right-hand lane going straight, no blinker. I'm going to the right. And I have enough space on the right-hand side to go past them and take past the two cars. She's the second car in line and take a right on the other main drag. And I'm going to do that. I'm going not fast. I'd say 18 miles an hour because I have enough room, plenty of room. And what does this fucking asshole do? She cuts right in front of me. Not right in front of me. I could see it happening. She just pulls over. She's like, oh, my GPS might have rerouted. Oh, I have to go this way now. I'm not going to put a fucking blinker on. I'm not going to look over my shoulder. Or I'm not even going to glance in my fucking uh, rearview mirror with my fucking see-through vampiric eyes. I won't do that. I will not let that little bulging fucking blue vein tick at the side of my pasty uh, uh, fucking rice paper thin skin with my shock white vampirous hair. I will not even go, I won't even move an inch to look over my shoulder. I will not, which is very bony and probably see-through as well. So she just goes. And luckily, I have enough reaction time because I'm so brilliant to go, and my brakes lock up. I have a 2005 fucking Nissan Frontier. My, lo my, uh, my brakes lock up. I'm not even going that fast, luckily. And she's still just going. She's still going. And I lay on that fucking... 
I lay on that horn as fucking long and hard as I can. And we are side by side now. I am looking at her. We're stopped because finally the fucking vampire bitch uh, realizes that she, oh, there's someone coming. I must stop. I must stop my little fucking Honda CRV or whatever the fuck it is. CVS. I don't know what the fucking car is. A little shit box. And uh, she finally stopped. But we're there. We're inches apart from each other. My passenger or my driver's side uh, side view mirror is is probably kissing her fucking passenger side view side view mirror. We're right there, so we're locking eyes between a little uh, a fraction of an inch of a plane of uh, a plate of glass on my passenger side and her or my driver's side and her passenger side. We lock eyes, and I fucking say, "You fucking idiot, fuck!" And I do the two finger point right in my own eyeballs, and I point them at her with all the ferocity and viciousness. And I even point, like kind of uh, curled my index finger, my middle finger, like fucking rattlesnake. Uh, uh, um, Fangs about to just fucking spew venom at this fucking vampiric fucking demon from hell. And I say, fucking watch what you're fucking doing, you fucking cunt. I called her at least 37 types of cunt, I think. At least 37. So you could tell I'm much better with my anger when I'm not drinking. Much better. But the the drinks, I, I, I prevented an accident from myself. She didn't prevent it. She was lucky I stopped because I would have plowed right fucking into her if I was also on my GPS staring at the map. Um, but I was able to break, like I said. I have the fucking fat people's quarter, double cutter, quarter pounder of cheese in the bag. And I have the four drinks and those cardboard uh, holders. The cardboard holder just woo, swept right off my whoosh, like a fucking uh, fat man slipping on ice on a fucking uh, a snowy day and just slid right off. And all the drink splash all over my fucking uh, uh, my lunch bag, all over my pretentious notebook, which I found later on. And I'm still yelling at this fucking bitch. And now I have no drinks to deliver to this goddamn uh, uh, person. So now I I go, I I take off, I pull off on a side road. I'm about like, what am I going to do? Am I going to call fucking DoorDash and say, I'm sorry, I can't take this. But I have a fucking bag of quarter pounder with cheese, four of them, four fucking doubles and French fries. I don't want to eat those. I could have easily just called DoorDash, said I can't do this order. I just got in an accident, nearly did, whatever, lied my way out of it. But I could have taken those home to the kids, but I don't want to eat that shit. So I just, and luckily McDonald's is only a couple of blocks away. So I just wheel around, get the drinks again and go on my merry way. But what I found later was not all drinks somehow came off. They didn't all spill. The Coke, gone. One of the Orange Fantas, gone. Then one survived. Somehow one of the Orange Fantas, they all came out of the uh, the cardboard container. All of them. The holder. They all spilled out. But one of the uh, Fantas held on. It, this, this lucky little guy, this little syrupy bastard, he held on to its lid. And I pick it up. I'm like, hey, I haven't, I haven't had orange. There's another one. There's another one that was half full. This little bastard. The, the full one's little brother. Right? Fat boy, little boy. So I, I was a uh, fat man, little boy, whatever the fucking nuclear weapons were. But I, I was able to take the half of the Fanta. And I'm like, I haven't had Fanta in a long time. And this little guy, I just pop his lid off and take a little sips. It was horrible. It made my mouth taste like I just sucked off a fucking uh, 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 Oompa Loompa. Which wouldn't be, which would be pleasant. Um, and so I drank that, but, but then I got upset when I got home more because my fucking pretentious notebook, it's covered. Well, not all it's, it's, it, I can salvage it. You could, you could hear the, the, the paper, you could hear the, the dryness of the paper, but the edges are all just coated, coated in orange. And it's funny 
the cover of my pretentious notebook, my notebook says orange on it because I stole it from the last school I worked at. And it was some, uh, uh, senior, uh, it was a, a senior cohort. And this, the cohort of that senior class, that group, they were named Orange. I taught them. And I saw that notebook. I'm like, that's a pretty nice notebook. I like the sort of uh, moleskinish uh, um, kind of uh, uh, cover to it. Whatever. I don't even know what moleskin is. But it's a nice cover. It has a lot of uh, nice uh, pages in there. It's, a, it's pretentious just like the school kind of was that I worked at. So I took it. But it's kind of interesting now that it says orange on the cover and my fucking pages are covered with goddamn orange Fanta because this fucking uh, uh, parasitic uh, um, see-through woman didn't look. She didn't resonate that there are other people around her or her brain didn't resonate. Like, oh, there's others? It's not just me on the road? Oh, I can't just go when I want to? You mean I have to look? I have to be... uh, protective driver of myself and others i have to look and see what people are going to do before they do it i have to be aware holy fucking shit i have to be aware so that's that's just what happened today so that that took way too long 16 minutes jesus christ um but okay let's go let's go to the detox let's go to the dry out sorry my voice was carrying away there i was drinking some orange fanta not really it's water but let's go and and talk about the detox um like i said on monday i was having a, a rough day um, I don't know why. Um, I think, like I said, it was an accumulation of, of alcohol and it, it does something to the brain chemistry, at least to mine. And especially when you're drinking that much, that often, uh, days in a row, it just all, it just builds up and it has nowhere to go. And during that week of, of binging that I did for whatever reason, I, I, I go on streaks for five or six days and then I binge for five or six days. And I know it's not good for me. And I'm sure there's people out there of my five listeners and be like, oh my God, does he need help? Is he an alcoholic? That's what I'm trying to gauge. That's what I'm doing here. Uh, do I need help? Probably. Is it going to be a rehab? No, it's going to be more uh, talking to a psychologist or, 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 um, or someone in that medical field, more of the, the, the brain. It's not about the, the alcohol. It's more about, the uh, I think, the dependency issue on other things. Uh, it might be depression. It might be anxiety. I know that. You know, I think it's something else that leads to the drinking too much. Uh, and I'm trying to go over it myself. And I've, I've quit cold turkey before, and it's not fun. And that's what this detox is all about. It's about cold turkey. And they always tell you you should go to a facility to dry out. If you feel like you have a problem, go to a facility. You know what? Those facilities are not cheap. Those facilities don't uh, accept all insurance when I, uh, right now, I don't have the greatest insurance and they don't accept the insurance that I have or don't have in the past. So it's hard to find uh, a place to go if you need to, uh, to find help. And I don't think I really need that, but did I consider it? Have I considered it? Of course. I mean, every, every person who drinks too much has a down day when they'd say, what, what the fuck am I doing? Do I need help? Do I need something here? Uh, so that's what Monday was. Uh, and then honestly, since this is an honest podcast, I was looking at around at centers just to see like, ah, what do, what do they offer? Um, you know, is, is it fucking yoga retreat? Is it too guru? Or is it just a facility that of other people who have issues too, uh, alcohol, dependency, depression, whatever it might be, that also can just talk and kind of have a, a kumbaya uh, sessions. But then a lot of them are three weeks. I can't leave my family for three weeks. I'm not going to do that. I can't do that. Um, so it was more like it, it, I took it upon myself. Um, and people are like, oh God, you should have gone to rehab. You should have done it, Josh. You need help. I, and I'll just say, you know what? I, I have it in my brain that I'm a Viking Jew. Um, I'm half Viking, half Jew. And if, if, if anything else, um, 
I have the, my ancestors have raped and pillaged on one side. Uh, the other side has survived for thousands and thousands of years by trying to, uh, while uh, people are trying to uh, eliminate them from the, from the world. So I think I could do this. I think I can get away from drinking a Pabst every once in a while. I think I can get away from having that double IPA uh, on, a, on a Tuesday afternoon. I think I could do it. And that's really what my mindset is now that that's what I'm going to go towards. So I'm doing this dry out period. And then after this, knock on wood, I'm just going to go to having a beer every once in a while on the weekends, special events, holidays, things like that. If I can ever get together with friends, which I have none of, but if I can ever go out to a bar with my wife, yeah, of course I'm probably going to have a drink here and there, but just a drink here and there. That's the goal. That's what I'm looking for. I'm 42 years old. I have 20 plus years of drinking in my gut. Not all of them have been binging years. There was a lot of times where I wasn't drinking that much throughout the years, but lately I know I'm getting to this place where I need to kind of own up to it and be like, you know what? You got two kids. You have two kids and a wife who need you around. You can't be just fucking loaded all the time. And I've never been an angry drunk. I'm not an angry drunk whatsoever. There's been many times where people were like, I can't even tell that you're drunk. I've heard that a lot. That's not a good sign. But obviously I hold my liquor well, but I don't get stupid. I don't get vicious. I've had moments of just having uh, um, an off day. And, and getting a little bit more aggressive, possibly, not to anybody in, in, in particular, just in sort of that roiling rage that I might have. And yeah, does, does alcohol maybe exacerbate it sometimes? Sure. But I use it as a crutch to eliminate it. I use it as, as a crutch to go to sleep at night. I use it as a numbing agent to try to not uh, think so much. And that's not good to do because I need to think more, of course. And it, what, what the worst thing it does, it, it stops me from doing the things that I want to do. I don't write during those times. And if I'm writing, I don't write well. Um, uh, podcasting is fairly easy to do while you're drinking. Cause I think I can talk. It's just sort of a second nature for me, but it, I don't put a lot of thought into it. Um, and it just kind of comes out maybe as a ramble. I don't know. I haven't really gone back and listened to the ones where I, where I have been hammered and talking to myself in the garage, but now I'm sober talking to myself in the garage and it doesn't feel that much different. So day one, let's talk about the symptoms. Um, I know when I that woke up that morning and when I drink, when I've been drinking a lot, it's usually I wake up around two o'clock, two thirty in the morning, and I just can't get back to sleep. There's kind of that panicky. Uh, there's that feeling of exhaustion. There's that feeling through that kind of coursing through my veins, at least through my limbs, that it's kind of just a, 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 a tingling sensation, almost like oh god, I just drank too much, too much sugar, going through my body, just way too much. Um, and then I know the next day is going to be hell. And I've done this before. I've had what I call the clench. And the clench on day one is when you wake up and you just feel your whole body just feels clenched. Not that you can't move, but just every muscle is tight. Uh, every thought is tight. Everything around the day is tight. And it's kind of hard to explain, but that's the way that's the best way I can explain it is the clench. Just like, oh, God, here we go. Here's another fucking day. And there's actual physical clenches. I feel like I'm clenching up a little bit every once in a while. And that's the alcohol trying to get out of your body. And if anybody knows anything about uh, um, detoxing uh, or trying to quit drinking or trying to quit anything, I've never been on any other drugs. That's the thing. I can't associate it with anything else. Uh, I've never done anything harder than weed. Uh, I want to try mushrooms. And I heard that's, uh, that's probably something that I do need because that gets the anxiety down. They're, try they're starting to do what? They're starting to legalize it. They're starting to see that what uh, 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 mushrooms and other hallucinogens can do to the psyche of the people who are struggling with depression or PTSD or things like that. All right. So that's probably something that I, I'm going to look forward to. Um, and I'm, like I said, I've been dabbling in CBD oil a little bit more. Uh, I probably will try, try to do some edibles here and there, marijuana 
marijuana is much better, much healthier for you. Uh, and that's something that I'm looking to get into as well. So I'm not just cutting everything out of my life. I'm just trying to reanalyze what I have been focusing on and using it as a crutch for so long. Uh, so the clench. And after the clench comes kind of like these weird little, little, little convulsions, little shakes. Your hand is shaky. And this happens like eight to 10 hours after you took your last drink. So if anybody, if you ever saw the movie Leaving Las Vegas, Nicolas Cage's character, he had to just wake up in the middle of the night and down a bottle of vodka. I'm not that bad. But have I woken up in the morning sometimes and I still see a beer sitting next to me that I, that I didn't quite finish the night before or opened and then passed out and never even took a sip? Have I woken up and felt like so much shit that I hair of the dog it? Yeah, I've done hair of the dog before. I know a lot of people have done hair of the dog. I've hung out with people who do hair of the dog. I know people who still do it. So that sometimes is like, the, that's the crutch. Like, oh, now I feel better. But that hair of the dog leads to what? Leads to two, leads to three. It leads to a whole fucking pack of mangy wolves out there. That's what it leads to. It just leads to a whole day ruined. It leads to a whole day of not producing anything and, and not really wanting to do anything. But what I'm decent at, which is stupid, which is not good, I have kids that I got to think. So I always pull myself up. I always have to go do what we have to do. Uh, when I had a regular job, I would go to that regular job. I didn't miss days. I didn't call in sick. I didn't do a lot of stuff that people might do who might be alcoholics, meaning, meaning hitting the bottom of the barrel, hitting the fucking bottom of that well. Hasn't happened, and I don't want that to happen. That's why I'm doing this shit. So don't fucking judge me. Who cares? I, well, if you do, I don't give a shit. I don't know you anyways. I know five people that listen to this. That's it. Um, so you get the clench, the convulsions and shakes. Uh, you get like this refluxy kind of feeling in your gut. You're like, Ugh. Even water is sometimes hard to take down. Um, on day one this week, I ate an apple all day long. Just an apple. I couldn't, I, and water, a lot of water and an apple. It doesn't feel like I can eat anything else. And then you get that like, sort of appetite. And then you, later on, but I'm still scared to eat because it hurts to eat. It's a, it's a weird re refluxy thing. And maybe I will. Maybe I do have reflux. This has lasted now. It's better today. It got a little bit better yesterday, but I've had this weird refluxy thing over the last four or five days, what I've had before when I've quit. When I've quit drinking before, it takes about three or four days for my body to acclimate to not having booze in it all the time. And then now by day four or five, it gets a little bit better. By day six, it gets a little bit, bit, bit better. By day seven, I haven't been there in a while. I haven't been to day seven, a full week, not a work week, a full seven-day week without alcohol. I haven't had that in a long time, and I'm reaching that. I'm going to get there. And then I'll get to uh, day eight and nine. Maybe I'll go day 10. Maybe I'll go day 11. Who knows? Who knows? But at Christmas time is time for cheer. So maybe I will have a, a nip or two on Christmas. But don't worry. The Viking Jew will come back. Oh, don't, get, don't go down that barrel again, Josh. This is what I'm talking about it for. This is about honesty. Then you get the shake sleep. And the shake sleep is the worst. Well, no, that's not the worst. They're all bad. But the shake sleep is you're, like, you're trying to go to bed. You're fucking exhausted. The seven days of booze has just crept into your body and just nestled on your heart. And it's hard to sleep even though you want to because you can't sleep. You're so used to sleeping when you're drunk. You're so used to sleeping when you're buzzed. Even when I'm not drinking a lot, I might have four or five beers during the evening just to get me to sleep. I'm so used to that chemical balance that is in my brain from the booze that I fall asleep. But then I always wake up at 2 o'clock, at 3 o'clock in the morning. So it's not good sleep. But at least I fall asleep. With this, with these detox dry out over the last couple, it's very hard to sleep. And once you do, it's unsettled. 
It's again, it's that clenched sleep. Your muscles, when you wake up, are fucking sore, or mine are at least. At least my neck. It's my neck and my back. That's where it hits. Those are just sore. It's like, what the fuck did I sleep on? Did, did, that, that, did the witch who uh, fucking almost hit me earlier and, and sprayed fucking orange Fanta uh, fucking Oompa Loompa jizz all over the uh, passenger side of my passenger floorboard, did she put some curse on me? That's what I feel like when I wake up. And what the fuck did I do with myself? Day two, a little bit better. But you still have those muscle aches. You still have those clenches. Day three, a little bit better. Day four. I'm not going to get into every single day here because that's what the essay is going to be a little bit more about. But it's about the accounts of every single day getting just a little bit better. And look what I sound like now. I sound like a fucking counselor. Um, and I don't know. This is just personal experience. When you want to have what it feels like to talk, like what, oh, what was it? If you're researching anything about alcoholism or dependency on drugs, who, do you get to, who are you going to talk to? Hopefully a fucking addict or an ex-addict who are counselors. Hopefully they're going to be addicts or, or excuse me, ex-addicts themselves. So they, they're going to know what I'm talking about. Maybe some of you out there do too. I don't know. Uh, it feels like it's almost like an epileptic uh, 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 detox. And this time around, what's been the worst is the sort, sort of reflux uh, that I've had. Uh, and in the last three days, I've been eating more and more every single day, uh, and, which is good. I'm trying to stick to more like salads and, and lean proteins and, and nuts and legumes and things like that, doing the best that I can. And water only outside of the fucking orange Fanta that I, that I uh, was able to survive uh, my near accident today. Um, yeah, just water. No sodas, no sugar, just water, 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 water. Uh, protein in the morning, eggs, bacon, things like that, just to try to get the gut going on again. Uh, sauerkraut, I've been doing a little bit more of the, the biome uh, reset a little bit, you know, so you get you can have uh, um, kombucha a little bit, even though it's not great for the reflux because that's bubbly. Uh, but I'm trying to get those back in. And that, I guess that's it. That's all I'm talking about. Just, just know that when people are having a struggle with alcohol, it doesn't make them bad people. They have struggle with something else. And what I think my struggle is, like I said, is probably happened in my, in my early 30s. And I know this is, this is I'm, not, I'm not a funny guy, but this is not a funny podcast. I'm sorry. This is just something that I wanted, wanted to relate to. Maybe I'll get to funny shit later. It's only a half hour in. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. Um, but I think, was it probably, yeah, I think my son turned five. So that must have been when I was 32 years old. I remember having my first probably real panic panic attack when he hit on his five-year-old birthday and we were living in mendocino county and i well now i'll reflect back a little bit before that too but this is the first real one that i think i had that i was analyzing like this is a fucking panic attack panic attack after i real after i realized that i wasn't having a heart attack and for whatever reason i think we're hustling and bustling we're bringing a bunch of our shit to this little river spot that we knew we invited people uh, to his birthday party that we really didn't know because we just moved to the area so a lot of buddies that were in his kindergarten class and the parents of those children in the kindergarten class we knew some of them a little bit but his birthday's in september and we just moved there in i believe july and his school started in August. So we really didn't know these fucking people that well. And of course, I brought some beer. I brought, we brought some juices for the kids. We have uh, snacks to eat, whatever it was. Just a little uh, outdoor uh, uh, river party, I guess, for those little kids. So we get there we get there early, or I get there early, or all of us get there early, just to set up and to secure a little bit of a river spot. And about an hour in, after a setting up, I just get this little, this little wash of, of panic, lightheadedness. Uh, just like you're almost, almost like you're out of your body for a second. 
uh, the tingling skin, all that stuff. Just you can't you can't breathe. You're you're hyperventilating <laughs> like that. Yeah, anybody who's had a panic attack knows what I'm talking about. And everyone is probably a little bit different with them. I don't know, but that's how I get them. Just a wash of, and a wave of whoa. And I've been getting a lot of those again lately. I don't know why. It happened uh, kind of more around when, I guess, this pandemic started. Maybe it's something that's uh, really affecting me more than I thought it was. I thought I was an isolationist. I thought I was going to do better at this. And I think I'm doing okay, but I think I'm also, like I said, drinking more, thinking more, trying to figure out what to fucking do with my life more, getting a job more, an actual job I want to have in the future more. Uh, so I think that that's all, all weighing on me a little bit more, trying to make money in this expensive area because it's it's impossible to survive in these at this area that we chose. Um, so all those things are just a swarm. So it's it's of course people are going to have panic attacks. I'm not the only one, and that's something I've realized as well. I'm not the only one. So I've been doing a lot more yoga lately. I've been doing a lot more breathing exercises lately. But back then at 32, I didn't think about that. I thought like shit. I don't care. I mean, I, I, I never had a panic attack. I remember making fun of my brother for having panic attacks. I remember making fun of not making fun, but like what what's wrong with you, man? Just get over it. Get the fuck over it. But then I had one, and I had to go lay in the back of my truck for a while and just. Try to breathe. All right, Josh, just look at the trees. Your kid needs you. He's five years old. Come on. There's other people you don't know. Don't be this fucking freakish guy uh, just laying in the back of his truck hyperventilating. And eventually I got, I got over it. I was able to sort of quell the storm for whatever. And then that's the first moment that I knew, all right, that was a panic attack. But I had one 10 years before that that I realized later. Uh, I was working at a, at a um, skate park. I was a, a, a site manager at a skate park and there was a soccer field there and a hockey rink, indoor hockey rink and things like that. So I remember it was just a busy day. A lot of people were coming up to the window to sign up for their league, to sign up for the skate park, to go uh, get a ticket for the skate park, whatever it was. And it was just busy. And I was the only one working the window that, at that point. I think someone was late. Someone didn't show up. I can't remember. But they were coming up just in waves after wave after wave. And I remember I was going to community college at the time. So I'd go to school all day and then I'd drive to work and then work through the night. So I, I, did, I didn't eat either. I remember that. I remember I didn't eat anything. And I just had a little a wave again of, a, what, what was that? Like a wave of lightheadedness. I had to walk away from the window. Someone else had to sweep in and kind of, are you okay? What's going on? And they had to take over. And I, just, I had to walk outside and breathe. So that was when I was probably 20, 20 years old. Uh, so I've, I've had them probably throughout my life. And I know my dad's had them. There's experience that my dad has had in the past. Now I can say, ah, he had a fucking panic attack. Did he call it a panic attack? Did anybody even call it a panic attack back then? Probably not. But I remember he did. I remember we went to Disneyland when we were kids. And he took us to Disneyland. And probably, I think I told you this uh, before. Cost him fucking probably two paychecks to take all the kids to Disneyland. And he stayed in the car the whole time because he fucking couldn't deal with crowds. He could, that's what, that's what it was. So it comes from a line of panic attacks. I think, I think majority of my family probably has them. And again, millions and millions of people out there have them on a daily basis. So, and that's kind of another reason why I'm trying to sort of step away from the drinking for a little bit and really chill out on it is because I think it, again, it it rises that tendency in me, Uh, uh, drinking and getting drunk really rises the next morning, the, the, that, uh, anticipation of anxiety, uh, the rise of that anxiety coming and approaching. I can feel it in the morning and I'd be like, all right, I need a beer. I need a beer to stop this shit. And sometimes I would reach for that beer and I would suck down that beer. And then the, what happens to the panic attack? It goes away. That's what's called dependency folks. That's not good. That's not good. But if you see me drinking and you know me and you see me drinking in the future, don't fucking worry about me. I don't need that concern. This is just me talking here. All right. I don't need you to look at me weird, wary. Are you okay, Josh? Are you okay? 
Are you okay? Should you be having that? Don't fucking be my mother. All right? Don't, I don't want that. Don't be a sweater that I don't need. Don't be a fucking ugly goddamn Christmas sweater that I don't want, don't need, that I'll burn on an open flame at some point. All right? I'll be just fine. The Viking Jew will be just fine. If you don't know, my fucking name on Twitter is The Healthy Drunk. I'll be fine. I'll eat some kale the next day, but I won't drink as much before that kale. All right? So what else? All right. Pretentious notebook is drying out. Smells like, well, fucking smells like teen spirit. Um, God, the whole fucking back page is wet. This fucking witchy bitch. Um, so let me see. Uh, oh, let's get, let's get on a little, another DoorDash thing. So I was delivering, I think it was last week. I can't remember. Uh, at a restaurant. And these poor restaurants. What, what's going to happen with the restaurant industry? Does anybody know? What is really going to happen with the restaurant industry? Whatever state. Well, my five. <clears throat> there's a reflux. Ugh. Oh, that was pure fucking Orange Fanta. Um, but if whatever state, if anybody's listening in another state, I don't know. I don't know who's listening to this. I don't know who fucking listens to it at all. But the four people that I know, five people that I know, you're probably in California. We know what's going on in California. The restaurant industry will not survive. And while I've been delivering around, I actually talk to people in the restaurants every once in a while. I'm not a very uh, uh, forthright person when it comes to strangers. But I think, oh, how's it going? Are you guys busy? Has it been staying busy? And a lot of places say no. No, it's not busy at all. So how are these places going to sustain themselves? And I delivered and picked up like five or six burritos and delivered it to a hospital the other day. And I asked this, uh, this lady at this uh, a Mexican restaurant in, in the city I live in. Are you, she said, no, we're slow. We're really, really slow. And there's about 27 different Mexican restaurants probably in the city. It's California. So how is one Mexican restaurant, which are all fairly primarily the same? Are some better than others? Sure. Do we have our staples that we go to? Yeah. Do we have ones that taste a little bit more Southern California? Because that's what we're used to and that's what we like and that's what's the best um, that, we, that we usually buy from? Of course. But how are 30 of the same restaurant, stylistically speaking, the same cuisine, how are they going to survive? They are, there's no way. There's no way. And I read an article the other day that there's just thousands upon tens of thousands of restaurants that are just shutting their door forever. While, while Hollywood could still open catering services, they could still eat outdoors in, in L.A. County. But restaurateurs can't. They all have to shut. So it's becoming, that, it's becoming a little bit unsettling, in my mind, how any of these places are going to work. I don't think they will. I think it's going to be a whole different dynamic. Uh, fucking uh, delivering is going up through the fucking roof. Uh, the fucking people that I, every day this week that I've been driving around, it's busy. It's busy as shit. People don't give a fuck about COVID when shopping needs to get done. Meaning Christmas shopping. People don't give a fuck. The roads around here, and I hate that I live in an actual kind of a city. It's kind of a city, pseudo city. I don't know. It's not a real city, but it's, it's, it's busy enough. And I hate that I live here because there's too, too many fucking people. But the people that are out there, it's amazing. They don't give a shit. They're so scared of COVID. And California is fucking just like the, the like I said, the beast right now. This is where the COVID beast is lying. Uh, the witch probably fucking put a curse in her fucking Honda CRV. She fucking cursed this state. It's a cursed state right now. So this is the belly of the COVID beast, especially LA County. At least that's what the media tells us. We don't know. We don't know. But I'm in this fucking tier up here. I'm in the purple still. We're still in the fucking purple. All of California is in the purple, unless you go to fucking Humboldt, uh, fucking Humboldt County. If, unless you go to Siskiyou County. Unless you go to the fucking Emerald Triangle up there. This is all in purple. This whole fucking state. 
There's like 38 million people in purple right now. So there's no way it's going to survive. But you got to go fucking to Zales and buy a fucking diamond ring for the chick you hold up with for the last nine months that you barely knew before COVID hit. You just moved into a one-bedroom apartment that cost 2200 bucks a month. And you just moved in. You fucked the night before. You thought it was a good idea. Let's move in. Let's start things off well in spring. Let's have a good summer and see if we're compatible. Let's see if we can make it through. Oh, shit. COVID. Now we're fucking stuck together. So to keep this woman, you go to fucking Zales or Kay's Jeweler and you'll spend $1,200 that you don't have on some fucking sapphire shitty ring just to keep this whore in your life. And vice versa, men are doing the same thing. Or, or excuse me, women are doing the same thing. Do I have to buy him a shotgun? He says he wants a shotgun. I think he might shoot something. I hope he doesn't shoot me. Maybe if I buy him a shotgun, I'm going to get him a crossbow. Let's buy him a crossbow. So she'll go to fucking Sportsman's Basement or whatever the fuck, Big Five. She'll buy him a goddamn crossbow so he doesn't fucking kill her. All right? So it's working on both sides. But they need to do that. They need to go shopping. I went to Target today. Because I'm trying to find shit, just last-minute shit that our kids need. Uh, Actually need? My kid needs a fucking pillow. He doesn't... My son hasn't put a fucking pillowcase on his pillow for, like, two years. We have a pillowcase. It's on there after we wash the goddamn pillowcase. And the next day, it's gone. It's off. His sheet somehow just disappears. Where's your sheet? It's on the bed. No, it's not. It's crumpled in the fucking corner of the bed. Underneath the bed, getting a bunch of fucking dust bunnies and 15-year-old jizz on it. That's gross. I understand that. But that's probably the truth. So I was in Target. It's, it's just madness. It's fucking madness. It's the madness of crowds. I'm not going to steal was it Douglas Murray or whoever wrote, wrote that fucking book. I can't remember the guy's name. But the, it's a mad, that's what it is. It's a madness of crowds. So we have this fear of COVID everywhere. But the holiday season's here and we have to go. We have to buy our butterscotch schnapps from fucking, uh, um, what's the goddamn fucking, what's the fucking liquor store? The big one. I can't say. My brain is fried. Uh, help me out. What's the fucking goddamn bottle barn? No, that's a local one. I'm blinking right now on fucking a goddamn stupid liquor store that everybody goes to. Hold on. Let me look this shit up. Oh, fuck. What the fuck? Bevmo, fucking Bevmo. How could I forget that? You need to get your butterscotch, but butterscotch, butterscotch, fucking gingerbread, cum guzzling, fucking uh, fairy juice, right? I'm talking about fairies like fluttery, the p- 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 like fairy wings, not like the, like like my daughter likes, not not the other ones. All right, I'm not I'm not a bigot, but you have to buy that shit. You have to buy your fucking weird flavored vodka. You have to do it. You have to go to Bevmo because it's the holiday season. All right, you have to get your apple flavored whiskey. All right. And you dip a fucking candy cane in it, and you shove it up your fucking girlfriend's twat. Uh, That's what we need. So so we're all consumers here. We're all doing it. And again, like I said, restaurants. That's the only way they're surviving, though. That's the only way they're surviving is by people going to takeout now. All that shit has shut down in terms of uh, uh, sitting at a restaurant. It's gone. It's gone now. Fully. Will it come back? I don't know. I don't know. We had outdoor seating in California for a while. I'm sure other states are much different, which they are. Some of them had indoor, but I know now they're kind of shutting those down in most states, it seems like. Uh, but we have no, it's just takeout. That's all it is. It's good for me because that's what I'm doing to make money right now is just delivering. And it's been wildly busy lately, which is good. And when, you're, when I'm making six, seven, eight hundred bucks in a couple, in three or four days, that's good for me, right? 
uh, it's not bad, but it's bad for the industry. So I was delivering fucking long, 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 long story short. I was delivering the other day to this local business, a local mom and pop uh, restaurant I've never been to. And uh, I went in there and I'm asking the two people that work there because there's not that many staff anymore. A couple cooks, a couple staff. That's it. And I asked them, how's it going? They're like, it's slow. It's slow. And this guy comes in, a gentleman. Uh, I'm not going to say what he was. I'm not going to say what he looked like. This was called him a gentleman. He came in, gentleman, and he says, I just ordered. I just ordered this, this food and I ordered this drink. And he comes in a little short. I just ordered this drink. And okay, sir, yes, I remember you. What do you, what do you order? This, this, this is, I ordered a chai. I ordered a chai tea. I ordered a chai. This has latte in it. This has caffeine. I'm, ha- I'm, ha- I, I'm hypertensive. I have hypertension. And I'm like, ah, my ear fucking percolates. My little fucking elfish fucking waffle cut ears. Boo, they kind of rise up because I have hypertension too. I'm like, oh, let's, let's listen here. Let's listen here. Josh, let's listen. Don't chime in. Let's listen. Because this is where stories come from. So he comes in and says, this has latte in it. This has caffeine. I told you on the phone, I don't want any caffeine. But I ordered a chai latte. And the guy, the kid says, the server says, yeah, I know. You ordered a chai latte. And the guy, yeah, I ordered a chai latte. I didn't want caffeine in it. And he says, well, sir, I'm sorry. It has, a, it has espresso in there. He says, well, espresso is caffeine. And he goes on and on. I'm hypertensive. I have hypertension. You know what this does to me? You know what this does to me when I drink it? It makes me more hypertensive. I'm like, yeah. Then I'm listening. I'm kind of chuckling a little bit because one, it's funny. And two, why is he complaining? If you guys don't know much about tea, chai tea, I believe, have I done a lot of research on this? No. Chai tea has caffeine in it. It's a caffeinated tea. And I think chai tea is kind of a highly caffeinated tea. If I'm not wrong, look it up. Prove me wrong. I think it's pretty highly caffeinated. And if you order a chai fucking latte, latte has caffeine in it. So no, if you're fucking hypertensive, I'm hypertensive. I have hypertension. Maybe you should lose a little bit of weight. Of weight. Hmm? That I said I wasn't going to name names. I wasn't going to say anything about bodily feature, features. But maybe, just maybe, mm, just a smidge, just a smidge. And I have hypertension and I, I don't need to lose weight. I'm, I'm, I'm in fucking great physical form. You look at me, I look like a fucking Greek Adonis with a bigger schlong. Um, that's not true at all. But what this guy was so wrong about, one, he's berating the staff. And he's trying to do it in a friendly way. I love when people try to talk shit in a friendly way. I'm not meaning to say anything, but you shouldn't have let me order this. I'm not meaning to say anything, but you should not have let me order this. What fucking privilege does this douchebag come from when you tell someone else uh, something that you fucking ordered that you should not have let me order this? Does that guy have your fucking heart rate on a scan when you call him up? Will it in the future? Maybe. Once we get the vaccine and Bill Gates all puts those fucking chips up our goddamn nose noses in our fucking brain cavity somewhere in our corpus callosum, we're, maybe. Maybe when you call someone, be like, this, this guy's hypertension. Uh, uh, all right, 86, 86 of caffeine, Sophia. No cat, Sophia. Sophia, 86, the caffeine. I got it on his phone. It's coming through the airwaves. He's got hypertension. It's our fault if he fucking orders a latte, a chai latte, which has a lot of fucking caffeine in it. Sophia, don't pour that fucking mocha. You're going to kill this cuz. Ah, shit, he's dead.
He's already dead. How do you let me order this? How did you let me order? I should have dropped off those fucking double quarter pounder with cheese combos at the door with their orange Fantas that I so nicely went back and got. I could have got one there with empty cups and be like, fuck it. Here's your fucking goddamn quarter pounders. You made, you made yourself order this. You made me deliver this to you. I should have been like, you know what? I'm not going to deliver it to these people. I should have saved them. I should have thrown the bag out the window, called them up and be like, you know what? You fat fucks. I just saved your life from, or uh, I just saved maybe 20 years of your life. Maybe you'll die today. Maybe you'll die tomorrow of your double quarter pounder of cheese. Maybe you'll never die. I don't know, but I just saved you from this because that's my job. Why did you let me order this chai latte? The fucking cunt. Jesus Christ. Um, I've been watching a lot of uh, holiday slasher movies lately. Well, not a lot, but I'm going. I have them. I have them on cue. Uh, I watched Black Christmas the other night, which is a classic. Um, the lead girl in I can't remember her name. Shit, I can't remember. She's hot as hell. Uh, in the seventies, nineteen seventy four. Margot Kidder's in it. Uh, uh, she's she's fun. It's just a fun movie. It's it's not one of those cheesy ones that I love, uh, but it is fun. Uh, I have you know Silent Night, Deadly Night. I need to watch. Um, the, uh, I can't remember all the fucking Santa Claus something. I don't know. I have them on cue. I gotta find. So I've been kind of going on to the whole horror slasher movie. And what's better than a holiday slasher movie? Nothing. There is nothing better than a holiday slasher movie. Unfortunately, Black Christmas didn't have any titties in it, which is okay because it's kind of more of an actual movie movie. It was a, it was a it was a um kind of a uh, what am I looking for? It set it set the grounds for other slasher movies. It, it was it was a what the fuck? I can't think think of God. I need some more Orange Fanta. Um, it was a it's a classic. It's a classic. It set up others to do what they wanted to do for slasher movies, just like Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the same year, I believe. Uh, set up those types of films, the serial killer movies, uh, the the wayward kids taking the wrong turn or getting broken down in the middle of nowhere type of movies. It was it was it was a precursor, I guess. Right? It was it was a it was a le- it's a legend. It's a legendary movie. It's a classic. Sorry, man. My my, my it's fucking Saturday. I'm tired. Um, I got acid reflux. Oh, my dick's fucking soft. Um, yeah, but I'm watching. There's one on Thanksgiving. What the fuck was it called? It's about like a, a evil turkey. I gotta look that one up too. So if you're looking for any enjoyment, if you're looking for something just to, that's just fun and silly and dumb, uh, just look for a holiday slasher movie. They're they're fun. It's fun. It, it brings you the Christmas spirit. Don't watch Home Alone. I don't think that's really a Christmas movie, even though people want to say it is. Um, don't watch Elf, even though we're going to with my daughter next week. Uh, don't watch Frozen. Fuck Frozen. Um, don't just watch a holiday slasher. Look for the ones that show titties, and those are the good ones. Let me hold on. Let me let me get you a list of all the ones I'm gonna watch. All right, I'm back. Here we go. Oh, Jesus Christ, there's some fucking good ones out there. Yeah, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Like I talk about Krampus. Uh, Krampus is stupid. Uh, the Lodge. I haven't seen that dead end. I've seen that one. Christmas Evil. Uh, the Gingerbread Man. Oh fuck, I gotta find that one. Let me let me look at that one. The Gingerbread Man, a deranged psychopath, returns from the grave in the form of a delicious but deadly treat. That I gotta. Oh Jesus. Oh Gary Busey's in it. That's a fucking given. I gotta find that. The Gingerbread Man. That's gotta be fantastic. So Red Christmas. Uh, Jack Frost. Just horrible shit. But it's fun. It's all in good fun. So if you want to take your children with you you know under the age of 10 primarily and just watch these all these movies with them on christmas eve into christmas they'll give them a good aspect and give them a good lesson on what christmas is all about not about presents but about killing sorority girls who have big titties and are jiggling all over the place and who just sucked off their frat boyfriend and who deserve to die 
All right. It's just that, uh, that special, special lesson as any father or mother can give their children about Christmas. All right. And you know, it's generic, of course. That's what every plot is of all these slasher movies to a certain extent. Some of them have gone uh, uh, in, into other realms of their uh, dynamics, of their genres. But it's pretty much that, right? So just have fun with them. Oh, the turkey one I was talking about, the fucking Thanksgiving, was called Thanksgiving. It's about a fucking possessed turkey that kills people. How fantastic is that? How great is that? It's almost as good as Zombievers. These are, none of these are good movies. But it's all fun. It's all just fun to watch this. All right. So if you can find them on Hulu, Netflix, I've been uh, uh, Amazon Prime. I've been doing Tubi a lot. If you guys don't know what Tubi is, it's a free service. Yeah, it has commercials. So fucking wait the minute that it breaks, you know, three or four times during the movie. Just wait. There used to be commercials not that long ago. You can get through them. But Tubi has a couple of hit or a lot of hidden gems on it. And it really uh, I would I would say for the holiday season, sign up for free on Tubi. They don't sponsor the show, but I would love if they did. And there's also Shudder that out there, that channel, the horror channel. Great stuff. Great stuff. I haven't seen a Jew. I haven't seen a Hanukkah murder mystery or a murder show. Uh, I haven't seen any Hanukkah horror movies. That would be fantastic. Like a fucking psychopath uh, a Jew going out there killing people with stars of David and just slinging them at people like fucking ninja stars. He just got slung by i don't know i can't think of it right now uh he circumcises people oh fuck you could have a killer jew who maybe looks like the guy from the uh cat on the hot tin roof the, the musical version he could look like him he has he has those little dangly things like jews uh, orthodox jews has in a little hat he has yarmulkes that he could he could uh, uh suffocate people with he could circumcise people with a fucking cigar cutter um and then yeah he has he has fucking he has uh latkes he can burn people with vodka, uh, fucking grease. Oh, this is, he can make vodkas out of human skin. He can make vodkas and and uh, and uh, gaba ganoush. What's a fucking what's another goddamn uh, 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 Jewish delicacy? Not gaba. I don't know. I'm not, I'm I'm half Jew. Remember? Um, I'm sure my ancestors, the Vikings, probably killed most of my Jewish relatives in uh, Germany. Because um, if you don't know anything about Vikings, they pillaged, they raped, they killed, they're murderers. Fantastic looking people. Built like fucking brick shit houses, but good. You know, I mean, bad. They're good. Uh, that's I gotta look that up. I'm gonna look up a Jew killer holiday movie. I'll do some more research. I'm almost at fucking hour here. Um, but I hope you guys have a good holiday season, and you know, we, we're gonna have a good one here. Um, what we did, what I did do this year, right? We didn't go all out with buying gifts. We lot of, we bought a lot of small gifts for our kids, and my wife and I didn't buy a lot of gifts for each other either. Um, you know, I'm getting her, uh, I bought her a nice chair for uh, her uh, pseudo office for her uh, while she's teaching. I already gave that to her, though. Um, I'm going to give her a gift card to a place that she could just go and shop for herself and get whatever she wants rather than buying shit for the kids. She bought me a, a used bike, which is a good quality used bike. Uh, we bought my son a used chair for his gaming and for his school. But it's a nice used chair that I found, luckily, at a, at a thrift store. It's a really nice quality $150 chair that I got for 30 bucks. Um, and just shit like that. Bought him a, a bike as well. And this is my daughter, little things. So we just got little stuff. And we're just going to make it as fun as we possibly can. Uh, we're going to cook a lasagna. I'm going to make a nice roast. And that's it. That's what's going to be holiday season. And if you guys remember any memories from your Christmas time, I, I remember a few. And if you, if I haven't said this already, uh, I'm half Jew. So we kind of celebrated both. We had Hanukkah and we had Christmas. And we would get Hanukkah gifts, you know, kind of just small little things that my mom still sends to my kids during Hanukkah, which is nice because they're quarter Jew, I guess, which is barely Jew. Um, but my son is circumcised, so there you go. Um, 
is that a good thing to get circumcised anymore? Or is that is that something that is now debatable, unethical? I think there is. I think there's some a lot of unethical ideas about uh, circumcision. Uh, well, I know there is. Uh, and and women, I've heard like having sex with a with a with a, a, a dick skin uh, more than a non-dick skin is that true as well i don't know i've heard that before i heard some chick at a bar years ago when i was going to grad school she said i'll never have sex with an uncircumcised dick again and i left the bar crying i just left i was already married but i just said you fucking bitch you are you are chastising my manhood <laughs> then I, I just left and because she was I felt poor what kind of whore says that? What kind of bitch and bad person, male or female whore, what kind of bad person says that to a group of dudes you don't know? We just met these people at the bar. She's, I'll never have sex with an uncircumcised dick. So right there, she's already weeding out the the the, the crew, right? She's trying to find like, all right, who has the circumcised, who has the non-circumcised dick? All right, there's Jew boy because she saw me. She saw my nose and my fucking horrible teeth. She said, you're, you're out, Jew boy. No sex for you. I said, well, you're missing out. On my purple-headed Jewish warrior, I I I tattooed a star of David on the head. <laughs> uh, I really I should do. Oh, that could be another thing. That could be another thing. My fucking serial killer Jew in the movie could do. He could brand people with a star of David on the on their titties and their dicks. Oh, this is this is now all taking. This is all coming into form now. All coming to form. All right, I, I fuck. I'm gonna fucking end it there. This is this is shitty. All right, sorry for the shit fest. Sorry for the fucking uh, blackness at the at the earlier part of this podcast. Sorry for the rambling nature. I'm sober. What am I supposed to do? I'm five days without liquor. What am I supposed to do? I'm going six. I'm going seven. I'm going eight. I'm feeling great. Six, seven, eight. I'm feeling great. Do I feel that good? Nah. But I am exercising more. Like I said, I've done four days in a row of power yoga. Forty-five minute videos, fifty-minute videos. And I'm fucking sore as shit. I, I used to make fun of yoga, and I still do. I feel like a dickhead. I feel like a kind of a uh, emasculated. Can I say I feel like not? I don't feel like a man. I don't feel like a man doing yoga. But I'm doing it in like my 35-degree garage at 8 o'clock in the morning, and I'm sweating. It hurts. Fucking yoga hurts. But I'm still doing my uh, my masculine uh, workouts. Not saying yogis aren't masculine, but you're not. Uh, I still punch the punching bag. I still lift my stupid weights that I have. Uh, and I still try to do a lot of that stuff as well. Riding my bike more, hiking. So the last five days, a lot in the next five days, the 10 days after that, I'm still good. This one, that's my goal. All right. Josh has a new goal. I don't like fucking new year's resolutions. Those are stupid. They never fucking last, but that's my new goal. So if you see me drinking a beer and you know me, don't fucking say anything about it. Don't give me a weird stink eye. Just let me have and enjoy my fucking beer. If I have two, shut up. Just let me, all right? Know that I'll survive because now I've learned how to survive a little bit more. Hopefully. Yes, I think so. I'm right. Always. All right, maybe I'll do a a pre-Christmas podcast. Well, actually, I know I will because I have a lot of memories to get to that involve my own family and the fun that the Landers had when we were kids with the Christmas spirit and the Jewy spirit. And we have a lot of things to share. And I'm sure some other shit will happen in the next five or six days that I can definitely ramble on about that you guys just don't care and you won't care. So if you have shock white hair, if you drive a Honda CRV, you are an asshole. All right. Look in your rear view, look in your side views, look over your shoulder, be an informed driver, be safe out there for others. All right. Be a cautious driver. Know what you're doing. Stay safe. COVID. Love it. Have fun. Peace.